Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, and as you can already tell, John had an appointment and couldn't make this one, so you're stuck here with me, Bob Hickey and Bill Nichols. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bob. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? It's going great. <laughs> good, good. Um, we're going to miss John, as, as all you listeners probably know, John sort of keeps us on track, and now you're stuck with two artists who jump all over the place, so good luck with this podcast. I think tonight we're going to talk about creating properties, putting out pitches. Uh, we're going to check on that art contest and read some mail and feedback. Properties, Bill. You and I have both created them on our own. We've created them together. If somebody's going to create a property or character, I guess we sort of need to tell them what the difference in the two are. Or, or is there a difference? How they go about it? Well, I mean, you can have an idea of... Um say uh, you have your character Mm -hmm. it's your personal character that you've created that you you love okay that's you have the idea but really the the pitch and the all the other things that we're going to talk about are things to not only just flesh that idea out but also getting it prepped to either pitch it to artists to collaborate with you or uh, to a company if you are looking to have someone else publish it for you so there is a difference one is One's an egg, the other's the chicken. I like that. Uh, yeah. Then, the... then you roast that chicken when you sell the property, right? Yes. Yeah. So, creating characters, we all do it. I mean, if you're a creator, whether you're a pencil inker, writer, we all create our batch of characters. I mean, Tom McFarland had Spawn sitting in his portfolio for how many years when he was at Marvel, you know, before he pulled him out? It's like right now, I am the first time in a while, creating an all-new property. And it's just amazing how quickly all this is rolling. Upon creating your your property, creating the characters and the world and everything that's going in, some things that I think about is who would want to read it? How am I going to get it to them? And then, of course, as anything, and you always get this from me, how we're going to profit from it. How is revenue going to be made? So we can keep the artists working on it, so we can keep it going and keep building that readership. So um, what do you think about, Bill, when, you, when you're working on I know you've got a couple of properties you're working on. Yeah, um, well, part of it is that there is a financial consideration that you have to think about, or you have to think about the other people that are involved. Can they sort of invest in your dream in a way right? Uh, without sacrificing you know, financially? Because right. some people just, you know, they just want to do, uh, you know, they just, they just want to draw or whatever and get something else out there. And it's tough to ask somebody to work for free. Yes. I mean, you can, you can check out any message board and you will find, a, you know, a bunch of posts like I can't pay you right now or, mm-hmm. you know, if we split it. And that's sort of where I am at this moment with, you know, my projects. I just want to get them done or get them out there or get them started. I don't want them to sit in a notebook or in a sketchbook or um, in my uh, DeviantArt gallery, wherever, and, and just wither until I come up with more because that's usually what happens. I, I just, you know, they just multiply like right. rabbits. Okay, so creating a property, there's several ways to go about it. There's the one, I'm going to do it myself, and when I get something done, I'll publish a graphic novel or I'll publish as John's really um, has said in the past, you need to, if you do comics, you need to hit them every month in a row or every other month in a row to build that readership. So you need to get them all done to that point. And if you're doing it on the side at night or on the weekends or whenever you have spare time, there's nothing wrong with doing a property that way, right? Right. And then there's the aspect of, um, I guess, friends, um, Ringtail, they, they create new issues around the beginning of the con season 
and they try to have new items, whether it's a new comic or a mini, or they get some really cool keychains and stuff in with their character. They try to have new merchandise and stuff out throughout the year of those characters. So, and that's sort of cool. You know, they're not a month by month, or I got to do it. They they write sort of a complete little story per issue, except their main book, Retail Cafe. It's a little different, but then they're up to five issues on it. So, but that's sort of cool. They're basing around the con season, and then you got. Guys like Eric Adams, when he gets the next issue done, he's got a core readership. He's constantly adding to it. I saw that at the Champion City Con this past weekend. Somebody come in and bought one of everything he had on the table. Um, as he gets one out, he promotes it and sells it. So there's many different ways to do it. And then sort of what I'm doing is I'm developing a property in the respect of it be- becoming part of my day job. So I can really spend the time that I want on it. So I'm looking to, I've, I've hired the artist. I brought in the artist. I've starting to work on the character designs packaging. I plan on going to New York and presenting these packages to possible publishers that I feel comfortable working with. Knowing in the back of my mind that if, if it doesn't work out, I can always self-publish. It's something I've done myself in the past several right. times. So, um, so there's several ways you can approach a property. Now, when you approach a property, is it strictly to get those characters finally out in print? Or do you think about it possibly becoming a day job? What else can be done with it? Merchandising, stuff like that, or not? Well, I would love to just create not only just you know comics, but you know I have, just like you do, you have book ideas and, and books that you want to do and things that you want to create. And I would love to be in a position as would many people where I could just do that, Uh where I had free reign to just create because it's like a log jam with these stories and these characters, they're backing up. And for me, it's trying to get them down, get them out to make room for more because they're going to keep coming. You know, if you're, you know, any kind of creative, yeah, they're going to keep coming, and you know it. It's exciting, but it's scary. Yeah. You know, so uh, to be a day job thing would be ideal. Yes. To be extra anything is uh, awesome. There is that satisfaction of finally getting a, a right. package done to get a piece out there to get something new. I mean, you and I are getting ready to do the uh, Cincinnati Comic Expo next weekend. Really don't have anything new in our hands. Um, yeah, but it's coming. It's all coming. It's, it's, it's not works. yet. What what this show for us is one we're supporting the local gentleman who's putting the show on. That's that's the main thing. Where I probably wouldn't be doing the show. But hooking up with you and John in person, I'm looking forward to doing that. Doing one of these podcasts live. It's you and I getting together too, and with John and discussing what we got in the works from. You know, the two properties I look to be launching next year, the what you're wanting to do to, you know, John says he wants to talk to us about some ideas, um, something I'm really excited about. And this is something to think about your property is next spring I want to have that who's who book right. for Skystorm. That's everybody's characters. You know, right. our past characters from Blood and Roses, Storm all of, So that's something we'll talk about. And that's a cool giveaway if you can afford to invest a little bit of money and have this this book that highlights your, your characters and your story. And uh, you, even if you can just give it away, it shows. They walk away with your information. Um, so you're building this property, right? You, you've got your story. You've got your characters. You've got your artist. Or, you know, it's a joint venture. You, you know, a good way to keep the artist involved with you is to give them a piece of the property. Let's, let's get real. If you don't have the money, you can say, if you put everything into it and I put everything into it, you get this percentage. They have invested interest at that point, which right. is very important. Um, the next step to me would be I got to PR this thing. So I've got to find the website which is one of the key things right now is a website. I've got to get it built. I've got to get as much PR out there. And I got even if I do all that, who am I going to send to it? What have I done that I can send people to this site? So there's a lot of 
free work. I mean, you and I have been doing it. What have we been working on to have a place where we can send people to a site once we build it? That's be the social medias, right? Right. So, I mean, you can really, I think, building a property and having all that fun and, and creative time is great. You've got to have in place a way to promote it. And we'll get into this with pitches. We'll get more into that with pitches. You're working on some properties. You're on and off, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what I just did selling the store and uh, concentrate on Blue Line, I've gotten more time than I have in 10 years to work on this stuff. And it's sort of funny. The artist I'm working on this property is the exact artist that I talked to 10 years ago about this property. And it was a totally different property then. Um, right. Same, you know, same concept, but totally, I wouldn't have written it the way I've written it now. And Eddie made a comment today that he's a totally different artist than he was 10 years ago. So, you know, his comment was, we needed to wait 10 years. So yeah. it's sort of cool. It's never too late. We, we got an email from a, from a friend of ours that we're going to talk about later about, is it ever too late? Um, so you've got this property, you're ready. What do you need to be able to, quote unquote, pitch this? With your property that you're working on now, what have you? You're, you're giving me a laundry list of, of things that you're putting together. <laughs> right. Well, most distributors they want the complete first issue, flat out. Right. They're not going to take a chance you're not producing. The publisher may agree to publish it before they'll make any commitment or contractual commitment. They may request the first issue done. They want to see how you produce it. Now, most publishers want a complete package. It isn't likely you're going to go to any publisher and go, I need an artist. I got this great idea. 99% of the time they're going to say, go find one, then send it to us. Because they're getting hit from many different directions. So you've got to have the complete package. You've got to be able to, to write it, have it illustrated, finished. If it's in color, colored. you got to have it lettered. you got to have everything ready to hand the publisher and say, Go print this for me. Um, the only time that doesn't really work is when you're hired as a freelancer for like uh, Marvel, DC, Boom, uh, Dark Horse, some of these bigger companies who hire. Then at that point, you're no longer a creator. You're a freelancer drawing their materials. So if you got your own property, you've got to be able to hand these, these companies finished products. Boom. Here it is. Ready to roll. What I'm designing is an, an IP package. And for that, you have to have a one sheet or in, in movie biz, it's called one sheet. It's like a movie poster with the you know, main scene or something like that. And I want it separately from the cover of the comic. The one sheet might be used as a PR piece for the shows or, or a stand-up or something later on. A sell as a print. Um, you got to have character designs. They want to see all the characters. They're going to want to see finished pages. They're going to want to see if you color. They're going to see what the coloring and the lettering looks like on those pages. So in this package, you're going to have to have all this. Now, you can have it loose or you can create books. Um, I'm actually creating an IP book to give out so that everything is in one finished package. I'm putting resumes within this. Let them know what I've done and what the artist that I'm working with has done and what the colorist has done. We're running this through Skystorm, so we'll have a resume for Skystorm and what it has accomplished over the in the past. I'm going to have one package where, yeah, I'll give them a business card, but then I'll give them this package. And if they lose the business card, it doesn't matter. Everything's in this package they would need. So basically, this package would be great for landing a publisher, but it might also be something you would hand to a gaming company or a merchandiser or who knows, movies, who what, who knows. But it, it's a finished package to really show off your best. You've got to be ready to show off your best when you start to pitch this. But you also got to be able to go to that publisher and say, I think we can get readers because of, boom, why? What have you done? What have you studied? What have you been building towards to get the readers? Because in past podcasts, we've said you can get your book in the stores, but you've got to bring the readers to the stores to buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, yeah, the store can hand sell it. And you would hope that your local store would hand sell it, but not all over the world, all over the right. United States, they're not. 
Not everybody knows you. Not everybody knows the hand salad. So what do you do to get that audience in there? And that's that's really where you work the social medias. You can't you can't do this in a vacuum. You, no. It has to be. You have to be out there. Um, you have to be. I mean, not so much everywhere, but you have to be out there where people. You know, we talked about it before, but where people can invest in you as a creator, and they are and as their property or your project or whatever you're working on, that they invest their time and energy and their excitement in what you're doing. Right. And, you know, they, they will follow you if you, you know, come through. And, and you know, you're not going to hit everybody maybe, but you're going to have some people who are, you know, attached to you and, and they're waiting for that next issue or the next page if you're doing a web comic. Um, so, yeah, you've got to come through. Right. And that's another thing is when you pitch this, you got to know what you're asking the publisher to do, or on the flip side, you got to be willing to take what the publisher's wanting to ask of you. Do are they only going to publish the comic and the trade, and that's it? Do they want a piece of merchandising royalty rights for future projects? A lot of them do. If they don't get that you may not get a big push in the bookstores with the trades or in the stores. Um, right. And you got to know that up front. If you wanted to, to bite it, that's fine. So you got to be careful. Do you get digital rights? That's a biggie right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's not tons of digital readers out there yet, but there will be. It's coming. So do you get to post this digitally on uh, you know, the forthcoming uh, Blue Line Digital or on Comicology or or do you get to handle that? That's something I get very upfront about. So be careful who you offer this to. Be careful. Know what they're wanting. Um, in the past, I tied up a couple properties. It took me five years to get them back. And it's taken me 15 years to be ready to try it again. But not tie it up like I did those. I'm just looking. Right. You know, I'm trying to sell it to a publisher. I, I will handle all the merchandising promotions and stuff like that. Publishers want everything they can get. You can't blame them. They are putting their name on it. They're spending their time on it. Um, so, and it does cost every publisher to be distributed. Uh, right. To, so and they're not, and they're not in the business to make you, you know, make your dreams come true. They're, right. You know, they're there to publish, and to, you know, I mean, having a a, a project with integrity, that is something you know to be proud of. But that's all, that's sort of a bonus, you know. Right. They want something that will sell, because your thing doesn't just pay for your thing; it pays for the other things. It pays for everything else. Right. So, you know, it is in in some ways it's a sort of a team effort. But well, you're part of their pie. Right. They're they are running a day job, and they're looking at everything that can make them some money, whether it's a little bit of money to add to the whole pie so they survive and do well. Um. Or, you know, if you can't, then they're, they're not going to be able to help you. You may, one thing you might want to do when you pitch to publishers, does that publisher gear towards a readership that would buy your book? Does that publisher, you know, one, produce books that are like yours? Not exactly like yours, a ripoff, but, you know, that genre, that area. Um, so that a reader of another title might give yours a look because it's from right. the same publisher. Um, that's something important to think about. You know, one of the biggest things, even once you get this pitched, you get into publishers, that's the easy part. You know, if you get this in a major publisher's hands, that's the easy part. You've still got to mm -hmm. sell this thing and create and keep it going and sell and sell. So um, just a couple of days ago, I posted a, a simple pin up from the new property. I didn't state the name. I didn't state anything. I just posted it. And the comments have been wonderful about it. And, of course, everybody wants to know more. You know, I had a few Facebook posts about it. I had several calls about it. I had mm -hmm. several uh, emails about it. Um, so it, it's, it was a tease for me to see what that image would draw. And it's been very positive response. Yeah. So there's stuff like that that you can do to build up, you know, get people interested. They'll keep looking. They'll keep 
you know, wondering, well, what is this going to be? You know, what's it going to be about? I want to see more. So it's 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 there's ways for you to really market and build build a book. Right, and that and that creates an excitement in you too, because then you're you're even more anxious. I mean, to be honest, you talking about these things over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. that is some of the most excited I've heard you in a long time <laughs> about just doing comics. And I told you that before. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's good to hear. So well, it's good to feel. It's sort of funny for me, and this is more personal, but, and, and the other creators will feel this is that on this property, it's the first time that I've never worried about the art and what it's going to look like and what the finished product's going to look like. You know, it was before I've really involved in, the full character designs, which I am, I am involved in it. I've given suggestions and ideas, but I'm not stressing over it like I have in the past. I don't know if it's because I'm older, or because I realize Eddie's going to take care of it. You know, so yeah. I've been able to focus on the story. And the story this morning, I woke up early, 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 way before anybody else, and uh, this whole concept of a story before the comic starts it was flooding out of me and I have a real problem with one of the characters in it and like this whole story just wrote itself so I guess I'm going to have to write a prequel novel hmm. the only problem is Eddie I told Eddie about it and he wants to draw it and I'm like no 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 we've got to keep the book going from that point forward <laughs> I'm, we'll just write a novel about that but maybe you can do some end plates or something for it right so um, there's a dozen things that you can do with this property. And, and that's what I want to get around to was that, yeah, you create a comic book and you want to make comics. But, you know, don't with the digital age upon us, you know, don't hesitate to write a short story. Um, we did that years ago with Hell Girl, correct? Right. We wrote a, a short story for Hell Girl, which we need right. to dig back out and get out. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that you can do. With this to get the readership built, get them excited about it, um, liking your characters, are they likable? There's a lot that you can do. And so with, you've got the one. Well, you've got the one. I know, uh-huh. um, but I know you're working on another one as well. And um, it's, it's you're equally, yeah. And you're excited about that one too. Oh yeah. I mean that's but it, it's, it's all coming at the same time. That's that's know? what's weird. They are. And the funny thing is, this exact thing happened. 15 years ago, 15 years ago, the first story I was working on was StormQuest. The second one was Blood and Roses. But because I landed the artist for Blood and Roses first, as StormQuest was slowly building, Blood and Roses came out first and got a huge head start of StormQuest. And then StormQuest got tied into the, the uh, MH deal and all that craziness. This time, we've been tweaking Race Danger for a couple of years now, right? Mm-hmm. And I uh, just signed up. I hope I don't blow this, but Yuko Smith is on board to start drawing it this fall. And Yuko does beautiful machines. Well, I always thought Race would be the first thing out of the shoot when we relaunched Skystorm. But then this other property really caught flooding. The artist becomes available. He's already cranking. So I really don't know which one's going to make press first, but both of them are going to be fun. One of them you're really going to be involved in. One of them I'm going to really be involved in. So it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. Lot lots of fun. Yeah, the the other property, Race Danger. If you've been around me, you've heard the name. I bought the website. It's I've carried this story for 15 years. We had a backup in one of StormQuest, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a character that. I've carried around for a long time, and it's going to be really, really fun. And that character really developed over the past 10 years to where there's a series of novels that's totally separate from the comics. So um, there's a lot of fun that we can do with that. I'm really anxious to get it going. So next year is going to be a blast with us because I get to tour so much with with Blue Line, and we'll have Skystorm set up that uh, it's going to be fun getting back out there. But yeah, I mean, get excited and, and don't. But sometimes don't fall in love with one property. I don't know if that's where you were going or not, but mm-hmm. it's sort of like I've got the one property going. There's a second one in line, 
and Bill, you and I have talked about so many stuff. You've got a couple you're working on. We've got a couple that we've jointly created that we know we could do so much more with. Um, don't don't just fall in love with one thing, and don't just fall in love with that property happen to be a comic either. It right. may not build its readership there, but it might build its readership in, in other areas. But also don't give up. If you definitely says it's going to be a comic, do it. Get out there. Do it. Build that readership. You know, Don't expect a digital distributor to build that readership for you. Don't expect a publisher to build that readership for you. Don't expect a store to get that readership for you. You have to do it. And I think that's really my concern right now, doing what I'm doing, is how do I build that readership? I know what my sale quantities need to be. How do I get it? Right. So you get um, them from everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. and you know that you can get them from everywhere. Or that you, if you, you don't have to get them all from one place. You can get right. them from so many places, and it's sort of like uh, planting seeds. Each one can, you know, create its own forest in a way. You know, it's right. So. Well, unfortunately, when you're a freelancer, you've got to be a sales rep. When right. you're a when you create a property and you're selling it, you've got to be your own marketing company. So upon doing the work that you enjoy and the writing and the art and everything, you've also got to put out the press releases to all the sites. And in an upcoming podcast, we're going to talk to Chuck Moore about comic related and how you get your your PR pieces and stuff ran on on comic related and other sites like it. You've got to work the the podcast line, you know, start hitting all of them up to try to get on their podcast. Um, you've got to uh, just work every angle you can to try to grab, like I said, a little readers here and a few readers here and a few readers there. And if you work all the angles, pretty soon you start building a solid readership but it takes time and, and it's how much effort can you put into building that readership how much time can you put into it how much PR can you put into it and still yet get the property out keep it fun keep it going right you've got to find the balance with all that yes so until you get it, uh, it going well enough then eventually you hope to be able to bring somebody in right um, I know Kirkman's just basically has built his own little studio over there with, with Invincible and Walking Dead. You know, he's hired his own editor, and I'm pretty sure he's got some people involved helping him do the PR end of it and stuff. So, but then and you, you got to balance life too. Life, yeah, we still your curves. <laughs> Always. Yes. Well, with the um, the Cincinnati Comic Expo, which by the time this podcast airs, we will have been there. Right. I gave myself that deadline, not just so much to get something out. It was sort of to do that, but to give myself a definite deadline because I don't work well with uh, vague, you know, things being vague because there's too many things wanting to vibe for that number one spot, number three spot, whatever. And uh, but part of that the show for me was to to see so many people that I have like Willie Peppers and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Moore, you guys, um, some of the guys that you know, I've trade emails with all the time, um, and maybe some of them I'm going to collaborate with or team up on a pinup. Right. I met Scotty Ray Watson in Bardstown uh, a couple months ago, and he's we know a lot of the same people. We have some of the same stories in a way, mm-hmm. just from different points of view, and you know, Scotty's going to uh, be there, I think, and. Great. I mean, there's several people on that that guest list, and that's going to be a fun part of the show for me. Right. And I do have a pinup from Ursula that Gary did, and I may get it inked. I, you know, I don't want to say never, but well, you know, that's why I sort of back, backed off earlier mm-hmm. with that with you. That you know, maybe I won't have it inked, but I may have. I know that I have the the pencils, and the pencils are right. awesome. Gary yeah. Barker is an awesome artist. Yes, he is. Can't, can't stress that enough, and. In talking with, say, Ursula, for example, he wrote me and said, can you write me a three or four page zombie fight? And that's <laughs> when I was doing the, the walks in the, around the yard, doing my devotional things and, you know, thinking about things and mulling things over. And 
around lap six or seven around the yard, and usually I wrote, I, I walked ten, it popped in. It's like, wait a minute, Ursula. Right. Uh, she's sort of a Valkyrie, and Undead would be sort of like, uh, it would work very well. So I wrote, wrote him back and said, what if we did this? And what if we did this? And you know, here's here's the, here's my pitch t- to Gary. And I, I, you remember, I got I kept getting these awesome email oh, attachments yeah. with sketches and sketches, and and I would say something, and he'd work something else in, or work something else out, and um, add something else to. That fueled me, right, to to keep on. So, um, but we both have life, and we both have. Um, other commitments still, but we're trying to work. You know, he's teaching, and he's doing Garfield. Right. And you know, maybe we'll fit Ursula in Victory Guardians, which is the other project we want to talk about, or he and I are talking about doing, mm-hmm. fitting those things in around everything else. But that's hard to do because, in the meantime, you know, I have other, I have Sketch Magazine, I have other, this podcast. You know, everything, every, right? Podcasts. I mean, it. And it does, and things don't stop, and that I don't want them to. Thank God. Yeah. We just keep going. Maybe our excitement fuels other people's, and even not, maybe not so much projects that we're working on, but in doing their own projects and doing their own things, which I think is one of the things that a lot of people have been uh, responding to with our podcast that we have sort of invigorated certain aspects of their, you know, their comic creating or just creating life so right we were, we're awesome apparently all right <laughs> we're old farts have been around for a long time how's that okay yeah, <laughs> same thing all right yeah now so say tomato i say tomato tomato yeah no um oh that's cool and that's what you know sketch in this podcast it's all about we want to see the industry grow boom we want to see it stick around we want to see it embrace and whatever the future brings those pitches sound really cool. Mm-hmm. Let's get them done. Yeah. Let's do it. All Everybody right. else get their pitches done. That's right. Get more people out there reading. Mm-hmm. Go to your local libraries. Yeah. Because the more people who are reading, the more people there are to buy the books. Maybe they you inspire other creators as well. All right. Share the love of comics. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been hitting on pitches and how we, we would build them, how we would promote them. Who we promote them. I keep, and everybody listens, you know, I keep promoting the digital end because it's coming. The digital end of the, all this is coming. I believe floppies are going to gradually disappear and become graphic novels. And I'm not saying the end of comics. It excites me because we're going to get an influx of readers. People who normally would not read them will give it a sample because they do not have to go to the comic shop or get online and order a book. They can just get online and order one and boom, read it right then. That's what's exciting about the whole digital end of this market. It's going to help increase. Um, That's why it may or may not be as important to land a big publisher. If you're doing this on your own, you can publish chapters online digitally yourself. Then once you get the whole thing done, you can package it up into a graphic novel and at that point you want to try and find a publisher to present it for you then go for it you know and, and maybe that fits into your schedule right. uh, you know it, it it's really a personal thing but yeah maybe that not ha- having not committing to a full book mm-hmm. this month but a page or two pages or three pages in your updates a week maybe that's doable for you and then you can, you know, you can space things out and pace yourself, and then other things can happen. But you can, you have some wiggle room where you can deal with things if you have to. Yeah, be careful with your schedule. Um, another project that I'm working on, I'm hoping to do eight issues a year. Um, that leaves four months open. There's two key months you need a tour, and that's July, July and August. There's a lot of convention in those two months. And then you got just you got to pad time in there for personal stuff. So you know I'm really looking at a schedule that can truly be kept, and that's what you got to do when you you create a property. You're going to be actively involved in this property, whether it's the writing, the art. Then you need to practically say, okay, we can get 
four issues done a year, eight mm-hmm. issues done a year, and, and keep it going, keep it rolling. Something that you really got to work hard on. That's sort of the fun of this. I guess that's sort of what's so cool about the comic industry is that we can sit here and discuss creating something and know that the artist can somehow, some way, get it out there to get a reader. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's sort of music. You can go and create a song now and put it on uh, MySpace, which is cool if you're if you're an area musician and stuff but the cool thing with comics is you can go do shows and and show off your work and get feedback from the people reading your work and put it online and use deviant art so that's sort of what's fun about comics is the feedback i think we drilled properties down so go create have fun be practical in what you want to do and uh enjoy it that's the biggest thing is enjoy it Correct. Anything, anything to add? No, I think we, we you know, we we've covered it, and we, you know, have encouraged. I think it's educated and encouraged. Educated. That's our big. And I'm sure we'll constantly be coming back because even even with this podcast, I seem to be touching back on things about. You're always going back and reinforcing concepts and ideas and adding to them. So we'll constantly be coming back to, you know, mm-hmm. creating their properties and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, um, if you have any questions, I mean, I've pitched, Bill's pitched, you know, don't hesitate to drop something on the forums or drop us an email and uh, be happy to discuss it, get back with you about it. Um, yeah, yeah, we're very open. I, yep. I mean, and you, and you will find that other people also, even if you go to a convention, um, if it's about your portfolio or, or about your pitch, you know, if you have questions, there are other people who are willing to share. You just have to ask because it's not like it's secret information that, you know, I, I work for Marvel, so I'm going to hold on to my position by, you know, keeping back from a potential inker or what, you know, whoever, you know, the secret to getting to work for Marvel, you know, that kind of thing. It. People will share. I mean, they'll share their own experiences, their own advice, you know, and share what you know. Right. You know, share your own experiences, especially as you go through this. Share with other people. Yeah, share with what worked and what didn't work so then we can discuss it. Right. And uh, And other people can be, you know, sort of invested in your experience and your journey. And, I mean, it's all the same journey. It's just we're. You know, taking the individual paths, but you know, we're all going hopefully the same direction. Same direction, that's right. And if we don't, yeah, that's why they have maps. That's true. That's why you have GPSs, right? Yeah. Get to that location. Do. All right. Well, you and I had earlier discussed we're going to launch a con art contest on Monday. Yes. Okay. A run of uh, forums. Yes, it'll be on the the uh, comic related forum. It will be under the sketch magazine section. It will be. Um, I will also post it on Comic Mentor with a link to the to the post. Okay. It'll be an easy way to find it if they, you know, if, if you just, you know, because there's so much stuff on the forum sometimes that you can start getting uh, lost because there's so much cool stuff there to look at, right? Or to you know, you know, threads to respond to. It will be create an illustration of an awesome concert with your favorite artist. Musician. Because the musician, yes, the prize will be not only to be you know published in Sketch Magazine, but the top winners will get a DVD of Get Him to the Greek with Russell Brand and Jonah Hill. Right. Now, the thing we'll is, have, this is rated that movie is rated R. Yes. So we need to we'll have to post that you know whoever submits has to know this. Right, and and I said before that. We will have pro judges. We will have people from the industry looking at these things, plus other people from who aren't even judges look in. Oh yeah. On the entries, they see your stuff, and some people I, I've made contact in the last couple of months with people who have been. They were on our old board. Have you? Maybe you don't remember me, but I used to uh, submit to the the sketch magazine contest. It's like, yeah, of course I do remember. I do remember them, and they've I've seen so much progression. From then to now. Oh, yeah. The key th- phrase here is bring it. I mean, don't turn in something that's half-baked. Uh, just you know, just throw something out. I mean, 
They can submit more than once, right? Up to right. the deadline. Right. So if you do something and then you, you wake up the next morning going, oh, my gosh, crank that one out. Submit it. Every time you draw, you get better. Right. And every time so, you draw and submit to the contest, the more chance you got to win. Right. So yeah. we'll have the details um, on that post on Comic Related under the Sketch Magazine contest. Uh, we'll have the deadline. Um, I'll tell you right now, the medium can be any. It can be in color. It can be in pencil. It can be in ink. But, you know, make it your best. Right. Make it your best. Bring your A game. Right. Yeah. I'll also, you said you're post a uh, comics mentor, and I'll um, I'll put a link to the forum post on sketchmagazine.net. Right. So you got two outside locations there to get it. Cool. Get these art contests cranking. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we have more coming. Uh, we'll yes. have you know other stuff, and, and we're going to talk about bringing with the, some of the guys on the forum to bring back the uh, their board challenge, mm-hmm. where the winner just gets to pick the next thing but it's writing practice mm-hmm. uh it, it develops a sense of the camaraderie i mean a lot of the discussion boards have them and we've had them so we're gonna you know look we're gonna without us have actually having to do it ourselves because we you know right we delegate 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 that's right can. and i'm not great about that sometimes and bob hickey's not great about that we're working we on know. it we're working on it we're yes. working in progress yes we are so, um, you know, I, and part of that is, too, is the excitement of getting things done and, and get wanting to get things, you know, right from, you know, the starting gate. So Right. So next art contest will be posted Monday, if not earlier. Cool. I'm going to head on over to John's blog over at comicrelated.com under Sketch okay. Magazine. John posts a daily, usually he grabs a video or some how-to to help the industry and and this podcast always discuss them. And with John missing, John, we miss you, buddy. I'll, I'll read them. I don't know as much as John does because I've been pulled away this week. I haven't had the opportunity to read them yet. But it um, looks like last Thursday he posted How to Make a Comic Strip. Tutorial series in television. Bruce Blitz taught a number of children how to draw. So it looks like it's very traditional comic strip type artwork. Next one is Toy Talk with Nathan Hamill. Looks like it's a uh, conversation about toy manufacturers. Uh, looks like it might be at uh, San Diego Con 2010. And the next one is Exploring Comic Book Style. It says, once you get beyond the basics and become comfortable with your skills, a style will emerge. And that's true. It really will. And a style is truly the mistakes you make. It's sort of funny. I saw an old video that Stan Lee did with uh, Louis Portacio, and they brought that up. The styles is the shortcuts and the mistakes that you make that becomes your style. So anyway, not off subject. Your style is made up of all the things that influence you and come out through the filter of your creativity. So um, the next one is how to draw Marvel hair. And it says, you wouldn't think something so simple could be such a problem. And believe me. Hair can be a problem. Oh, yeah. um, one of the easiest ways to make character look wrong is to mess up the hair. Many artists draw hair as if it sits on the head like a hat rather than an attached part of the body. This tutorial, tutorial shows you how to draw hair at the Marvel comic style. Yeah, it looks like a three-part series. They've got a photograph, and then they're illustrating it on the end. It looks like Photoshop or one of the illustrator programs. Next is printmaking cards for Tiny Hamilton. Why printmaking is really one of the fine arts and one that I only have limited knowledge and skills. I'm reading this off the page. It can also be used for several comic uses. Here two artists create print cards for the characters, Tiny Hamilton. That goes back to building your property and building merchandise. Mm -hmm. If you can hand print cards and sell them and you do limited runs, you're going to get more money out of that work. Um, so it can be a great concept and a great idea how to create merchandise. Then Tuesday this week, he posted manga-style coloring. Um, he says, as I've said many times, this is John, there's still no denying the influence of manga on comic art. Here's an artist colors line art of, of a fairy using manga style. 
The shot here on the screen is absolutely beautiful. After we're done with the podcast, I'm coming back. It's seven minutes long. I'm going to watch that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of manga. It's got to be very, very attractive before I'll spend the time on it. Uh, this 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 piece looks wonderful here. Yeah, it is nice. And then, like the color. yeah, too. And then uh, today's post was illustrated comic historian Arlene Schumer. I might tore your name up. Sorry about that. Marlon. Marlon. Uh-huh. Uh, well, certainly one of the younger art forms, comics have a rich and diverse history. That's more information about the history of comic art. I hope that video's up. It has zero, zero. While we're here, I'm going to pop it and see if something pops up. Yep. Sorry about that. That that video is three minutes long. I just, it didn't show. Um, check it out. It's very cool. And that is John's post. Over on the forums, what's been happening, Bill? Well, we've got a couple of uh, responses to our, uh, you know, our latest podcast and our podcast last week was about creating the, the studio that fits you. And uh, Tony Hawkrin has been inspired to um, get a, a tackle box for his airbrushes and paint bottles because he realized that you're a fellow airbrusher. Cool. And uh, he gave, we gave him uh, ideas and motivation to maximize the space for his new studio, which is right now a corner of the apartment, living room, and when everyone's away, his kitchen table. Yep. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The comic-related forum is always a place. There's going to be each each podcast will have its own thread, so you can go to the comic-related forum to under Sketch Magazine podcast and post what you like or don't like, or or read what other people have said and, and respond. Like I said, it's a it's a great place to um, form a camaraderie with other people who have the same interest or different interests who have the same motivations, really. Right. Yeah. Well, the cool, so, cool thing over there awesome. is this isn't a forum just for the podcast. There's there's all the old Afterburn forums running over there with the guys. It's all kinds of stuff, right? Right. Yeah, they've still got a lot of those original links cranking and about portfolios and just different things that are going on. Yeah, there's we. I mean, we we in our our old forum, I created I had created a uh, section called the Corkboard where people could just post their stuff mm-hmm. um, I think it's under members portfolios and reviews maybe yeah it's it, it's there and, and it, it was just basically a place for people to you know if you do something cool you want to throw it up there and get some comments it was a place to do it uh, there's also a place for uh, portfolio reviews and people just to show off what you've been working on so yeah it's it, it kind of runs the game especially in our section because it like I said it is our our forum our sketch magazine after our media forum was a complete forum mm-hmm. and now it's part of another complete forum. I mean, they're both, I mean, it just makes them, you know, both things so much more awesome. So yeah, well, we were able to you know, share with our guys with a larger audience and we were able to bring the larger audience and share what we're doing in our forum. Right. So it was, a, it was a great move that comic related did for us and taking over the forums um, and I know a lot of the guys migrated over with it, which was great. That was one thing I was sort of worried about. But uh, I know that just some of the artwork that's being posted, it was just beautiful, great stuff. They're always so positive. And like right. on some other boards that you'll get slammed and beaten down on, the, these boards, you know, they're they're positive and pat your back. And by having the boards move to Comic-Related, you know, we got like Ron Fortier, Mm-hmm. Um, who is always a great person. He'll he'll pat you on the back, tell you're looking good. He'll give you a little bit of creative criticism. So uh, Ron's been around for a long time, just like Bill and I have. And I got to meet him last weekend. It was great. Um, got to talk to him for a few minutes. Um, he was busy at the show, which was really good. But uh, those are just some of the great people we picked up. Chuck you know, jumps in there once in a while and checks stuff out. The forums yeah. are a great place to be hang out. And there are several smaller companies and studios and online publishers and stuff that have their own section too, as well as right. you know several creators, you know, uh, including Bill Nichols. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. And Skystorm still guy. has a section over there, right? Yeah. Which we need yeah, to uh, take advantage of now. We probably want to move there that you. out and 
I'll talk to Chuck. Okay. Um, so the forums are cool. We got an email from an old friend of ours. Mm -hmm. From our Afterburn Media board. We met Jeffrey from there first. And then we saw Jeff in Chicago a few years ago. He was involved in the Hell Girl benefit book we did, correct? The right. sketchbook? Right. He was very instrumental in getting the tables. And that's one of the things we were talking about, the camaraderie with these guys. They all went together and got a table. And Jeff, he was the forerunner of that. He helped put it all together. And How far did um, he come to do that show? He came from Korea. Yeah. He works. He, he came across the Pacific Ocean. That was amazing. Yeah, so it was, that was awesome. And he liked to be, you know, when we were talking about doing, um, I think, Pop Culture Con, maybe, mm -hmm. he had talked about maybe coming back and doing Pop Culture Con. Right. Uh, so, yeah, and timing it with his vacation. So, you know, that's awesome. But, yeah, he, he sent us an email. Yes, he did. So he goes, hey, sketchcasters, first off, thank you so much for the wealth of motivation, information, and inspiration. I want to toss this question out there because I have always – made assumptions but never really knew the answer can you ever be too old to be a comic creator when i go to cons most not all artists writers inkers etc are usually in their 20s to early 40s considering that many fields have a limited shelf life such as professional sports musicians and actors for the most part has there ever been a situation where the big publishers will use an older professional but not use them at a convention. Basically, where are all the legends that I knew growing up? Jeff. Sort of two questions there. Is, is it ever too old to work in comics? I, I don't believe so. But I'm not coming in as a company man, as a freelancer, working for a company and never did anything of my own. I'm coming in as somebody who knows when I'm 60, I can still be creating stuff and at least putting it out for myself. So, if you're coming as a freelancer, I think what you got to show more than age is that you can produce, produce quality work and produce it before they even need it done. Get it done quick. That is the most important thing, more than age. This next part of the question was, or using my conventions. I, I'm not too sure. Um, usually conventions... Invite guests, not the publishers. The publishers will have some guests that are attending at their booths. So if you're an older creator, maybe the older creators don't want to do shows anymore. I've seen it. I've seen the golden oldie guys at shows, though. Um, the guys who originated some of the early work. Um, they're sort of cool. We're going to see some this weekend. They've got some older artists and stuff at this uh, mm -hmm. Cincinnati show. I really don't think age. I mean, if I did, I would be worried because I'm in my late 40s. I would be worried, oh my gosh, I've lost my edge. The cool thing for me right now is mentally I'm more creative than I have been in a long, long time. So I'm getting excited about it. So, no, I really don't think there's an age limit. I think you have to show them if you're a freelancer that the quality of work you produce, how often you can produce it, how quickly you can produce it, and that you're going to always be there to pick up the slack for them. And that's probably the most important thing. What do you think, Bill? Right. Well, you know, I'm even farther in my 40s than you are. <laughs> Not by much. And, uh, you know, I'm, okay, I'm 49. There I said it. And I, I don't care. I don't feel – most of the time, I mean, the drudgery of day-by-day, day, you know, working and all that, yeah, I do feel it. I don't feel like I'm 49. Right. You know, creatively, no, I'm not. I'm. Do I have the, the desire to go and stand in portfolio lines like I did, what, 20 – 15, 20 years ago, no, you're not ever going to see me in a portfolio line anymore. But, I mean, I have other things going on. Right. I mean, I have I, my focus has changed, and I've done that. And I and then one of the things that did was prepare me for where I am now. Um, actually, on Comic Mentor this week, I'm, you know, I dug out some of my old inking portfolio sample pages, and I've been running those. So you can go and have yourself a good laugh there. Hey, I like some of that so, stuff. Well, I, I, I posted over the next few days. There'll be some more posting okay. and stuff, including two Southern Knights pages of Willie Peppers that I wow. had way back like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So that um, that's probably the first thing I ever inked of Willie's. Wow. Um, it was, you know, yeah. So because he was trying to get us, you know, in as inkers, so he didn't have to do it. 
you know, but I mean, that was cool. And I, you know, I came across those pages with it, which I had forgotten. I still had, and, uh, thought, well, I'll just throw them up there, but, uh, no, I don't think you can be too old. I'm, part of it is maybe the hassle of, of traveling. I don't, I don't travel well, as you know. I yes, I know that. I don't like it. I don't like getting out so much as I used to. And don't say, when was you ever? Nah. Was it that you ever wanted to? But I mean, I used to go to shows a lot more. I mean, I have other concerns now too. So right. other responsibilities. But I don't think it can be too old. No. It's you know, it's what you can do or what you want to do. And you know, if you want to create comics when you're 70, mm-hmm. you know, by all means, why not? There's, there is no reason, and and maybe doing that leads into other avenues or other projects that you do. Like Mark McKenna has Banana Tail. Uh, Mark's a great guy, and, and he's a great uh, one of my friends, and I'm very blessed to know him. You know, and he's inked what seven thousand pages yeah. over the course of his career. So, Banana Tail is a pet project of his, and you know, I, I'm I'm thrilled to see him do other stuff. Bob McLeod did, uh, you know, children's book and other people are doing other things like children's books or, you know, their own novels kind of thing. And, uh, that just, it, it sort of feeds on itself and it's a creative thing. That's, it's an outlet and it feeds on that and it just grows. And I, I think you, yeah, you mature a little bit, but your tastes mature, your, uh, your habits mature kind of thing. But you don't, you know, stale out. I don't think right, so. Right. You, you have you have no expiration date except for the final one. Right. And I think you Jeff know. is all. You know, he's he's like, why don't we see these artists? And I think we do. I, I think we yeah. see the artists when you go to the shows that are, you know, in their late forties, early fifties. Maybe these guys are self-publishing at this point in time. You know, because mm-hmm. of like you said, all the life changes. Um, I know I've gone from doing, I, I went from doing a lot of shows 15 years ago. I mean, if there was a show, I was there. You know, if I had a, if I could get a table and a chair, I was there. To the past 10 years, slacked off, um, gradually did a couple, and now I'm looking to be right back at, if there's a table and a chair, I'm going to be there. I don't like traveling. I still got one young one at home, and I've got an older one that started college at home. These are factors, like you said, that involves that. Involves my wife, what, how much time she has to take off for me to be gone on a Friday or a Saturday to send our youngest to school. There's a lot of factors around it, but for me, there's the necessity of doing it. I, I have to do it because of the day job with Blue Line. Travel, I'll be able to pack along the, the, the sketch stuff and the Skystorm stuff. I think there's, there's so many shows out there also that... Probably a creator's going to do something locally and not travel as much anymore. Especially you're older, you're trying to produce, you're trying to get your stuff out. So I don't think there's ever an age limit at all. Yeah, I think, it, this I think a lot of times, yeah, I think a lot of times you see them as the guests, you know, as the like the sort of the featured guests, right? Doing panels and stuff. So it's sort of almost like they're not so much elevated above everybody else, but they are, you know, they paid their dues and they're uh, accorded. You know, some respect for the, the, you know, the work that they've done. So, right. Yeah, you may not see them at the table so much, but you might see them at a panel. Right. You know, at a at a bigger table. Mm-hmm. So. No doubt. Okay, we took care of Jeff's email. Thank you, Jeff. Keep writing them, bud. Keep listening. We appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing some more of that transformer artwork you're so good at doing. I hope to see some more stuff from him soon. Oh, he yeah. did. He, he did contribute to the, our last contest, the Blood and Roses. Oh, did he? And that was probably the best work that I've seen him ever do. Cool. So, you know, way to go, Jeff, and way to go, everybody else. I mean, that was a really good contest. Blood and Roses versus the Minotaur. Yeah. Go check it out. Sketch at the uh, Sketch Magazine contest thread on the comic related board. Right. And how's that for a plug? That's a plug. And the winner of that's going to be in Sketch Forty One. No, 42. I'm printing yeah. 41. Right. No, you're printing 40. All right, so it's going to be in 41. That's 40's been... <laughs> It'll be in the 40s. It Hopefully will be in there sometime. Like yes. With that, I think we'll sign off. We appreciate you guys listening. Keep giving us feedback. Keep kicking us some uh, ideas. And uh, as they say on Dirty Jobs, we can't do this unless you 
tell us what you want to hear, what you want to do. You know, I love that show, Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Luke and I have a blast watching that show. Clea, Clea watch it up to a point that it was too gross. And Clea's my youngest. He cuts out. It's like, I'm out of here, you know. But it's just, they do a marathon. We have a blast with it. Yeah. No, we need them. It's an awesome show. Yeah. yeah. We need the feedback. So, you know, keep them coming. In a future podcast, we did have a request to talk about the value of our work, the value of the books we create, the value of time that we invest into it. I think we'll probably talk about that in a future one. So, uh, where can they find you, Bill? They can find me at comicsmentor.com. And they can also find me on the, the uh, comic-related forum again. I check out both places regularly, so you know, contact me there. Keep abreast of what we have going because I not only post stuff that I do, but um, other things like with Sketch Magazine or you know that we have going on, or if I have something cool that I've found or something like that. But those are the two places that you can find me the quickest. Okay. Well, I know you can find John. I'm going to throw this in for John. Um, you can find him at ComicRelated.com. Um, he does the daily post over there under Sketch. He's also involved in many aspects of Comic Related, but um, you can drop him a note at, underneath of any of his posts. So please, if you like something or something, drop him a note. He works hard on that. Um, I think you can reach him at john at comicrelated.com. You can also reach him at john at sketchmagazine.net. Uh, you can find me, Bob, at bluelinepro.com over at sketchmagazine.net. And if my scanner had not died on me last night, Playsway.com would be live on Friday. But I had to order a new scanner, which won't be here till tomorrow. And with a convention coming, um, Playsway is planning to go live on Monday now. Hopefully I'll have something to talk about on next Wednesday or when we record this podcast. Right. So, all right, it's been nice. Appreciate it. We appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, anything that we can touch upon, please drop us a note. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. See ya.